Hey guys, I'm JP Regard, and what you just heard is the sound from my childhood. Over the next 10 minutes or so, I'm going to bring you into the world of the thoroughbred industry. Living in Kentucky, most of you know that the thoroughbred industry is a big part of our history. But what you may not know is that every day women are struggling for equality in this rough and tumble men's world. Sexism, harassment, and discrimination are not unique to this industry, but it is one that I have personally experienced and witnessed happen to my mother. I have chosen a sales catalog as my artifact, which might seem odd to some, but it is one that reminds me of my mother's journey for equality and respect in the workplace. There was a lot of negative press about it, but all I wanted to do was ride. A lot of it was heckling, like, you know, go back to the kitchen, you need to go home and cook dinner, and all that kind of thing. It seems odd in this day and age. The woman that just spoke was Diane Crump. In 1969, she was the first female jockey allowed to ride in a U.S. race as a professional jockey. When she first rode, the male jockeys protested and refused to ride in the same races as her. It wasn't until they were fined by the racing commission that they began to ride again. Yet they still made riding unsafe and dangerous for females by rough riding around them and causing interference to get them to quit. The struggle for women to be included in this industry as equals has been a long road. While, men, while women are allowed to participate in this sport, there are many more subtle challenges that they face today that makes their workplace hostile and challenging. It is not only overt challenges like exclusion that create this environment for women, it is also the constant sexual harassment that makes equality for women impossible. Let me give you guys some background information. My parents used to own a horse farm when I was very young, but they got divorced when I was about 10 years old. It was then that my mother went off on her own into the thoroughbred industry to start her own sales consignment and sell horses by herself. I used to work with her almost every day. During the summer, what would happen is we would get up before sunrise and head to Keeneland to set up the barn for the sale. We did not leave until long after dark. I did this for six weeks every September. I would save all the sales catalogs that my mother sold in as a keepsake so I could remember these memories. It was here in the early mornings in the shadows of these barns that I experienced firsthand the dance my mother had to do to sidestep the almost constant barrage of sexual harassment by her male peers and coworkers. She could not even bend over without some man rudely commenting in a sexual way on her body. I even saw her outright proposition for sex repeatedly. When she refused these advances, I heard the same men call her a ball buster or a bitch. She would just shrug her shoulders and sidestep the problem. She would even code switch and act like she thought it was funny, especially if it was a buyer who was groping her. She would say something like, oh, Bill, you're so bad, or oh, Bill, does your wife know you're such a flirt? But I know she hated it. It made her tired and it was relentless. She even had people offer to buy horses in exchange for sexual favors. It was really quite unbelievable and grotesque. Let me introduce everybody to my first guest, Trish Regard. Hi, Trish. How are you today? Hi, John. How are you? Good. Um, if you don't mind, I'm just going to ask you a few questions today about your experience in the horse industry, if that's okay. That'd be fine. I'd love to. Um, can you just, starting, can you just tell us a little bit about how you got into the thoroughbred industry? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, thanks for having me here. I'm really excited about this. Um, well, I was actually 
born into the thoroughbred industry, not here in Kentucky, but I was born um, on a, a horse farm in Ocala, Florida. My parents owned a thoroughbred horse farm down there. So it just seemed really natural for me. You know, when I got out of college, I was just like, gosh, what am I going to do? And it just, it just, I fell into it back to kind of like a comfortable space. Um, something I'd known and I'd loved when I was growing up. It's a really, it's a beautiful industry. And, um, and I really can't imagine me, you know, doing anything else with my life. Um, okay. Um, as you know, this podcast is talking about sexism and harassment through the third bed industry. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how you've experienced that as a female in a male dominated industry? Yeah, it's, I have to say, I, you know, I, like I said, I love this industry, and, and I realize that sexual harassment is obviously a real problem for women in many, many industries, um, but there's something very raw about the thoroughbred industry that, and, and, you know, it just, it feeds into a certain kind of sexism that is relentless. Um, I know that you had um, mentioned the first female jockey earlier in the podcast and some of their struggles, which were huge. Like they weren't even allowed to ride horses at all. They were banned from riding. And so those were the huge big picture type of discrimination that women experienced um, in the thoroughbred industry in the late 60s and early 70s. And we've come a, you know, a long way from that. But the type of sexism and harassment that I experienced was a little bit different. Um, I was allowed to ride and I was allowed in all the same places as my male counterparts, but it's just this relentless type of sexual harassment. So when you walk into a space of men in a shed row of a barn, the comments are just, it's every day. I mean, it's every day. If you walk into a space and you drop um, something on the ground and you pick it up, there's a comment because you bent over. If you uh, walk past somebody, there's whistling and catcalling. It's just, it's pretty relentless um, in that environment. Um, I don't mean to intrude or anything, but if you don't mind, would you like to share a personal story of harassment that you've experienced in the workplace? Yeah, so I don't know how much you've shared with your, your listeners about what the thoroughbred industry is like, but, um, it's a, it's a, it's a very physical industry. So, um, we, we work horses, we, we breed them, we raise them, we prep them for the sales, we train them on the racetrack to be athletes. And there's a lot of bravado that goes, you know, it with raising a thoroughbred, um, uh, a lot of machismo from the male riders. Uh, so it, there's just a supercharged environment when you walk into a barn. So um, I, I did have a training barn as well, and I, I did used to ride some, but the, the majority of my business was selling, selling horses. Um, and, you know, I can't tell you how many times I'd be you know, showing a horse to a potential client and he would walk up to me and grab me and grope me and, you know, basically fondle me and say, you know, how are your horses? They're so beautiful. Um, just inappropriate things. Um, I even had somebody outright proposition me, um, for sex. Uh, I know it's outrageous, honestly, I shouldn't be laughing, but I, it's hard to believe it actually happened. Uh, like he would, he would be willing to buy my horses if I would in turn give him sexual favors. So it's that kind of thing that happens and it, and it, and it wears you down a little bit, you know? Um, last question here for you, Trish. Um, what advice would you have for any young woman that would like to get involved in this industry? So 
it's, you have a spot here and this is definitely something, a place where you belong. Um, but you have to be prepared and go into it with your eyes open. You have to understand that, um, it's going to be a long road and it's going to, you're going to have to endure, uh, a lot of inappropriate behavior. Um, but there's no reason why it can't change. Um, people are changing every day and they're becoming aware about how their actions are inappropriate. Um, and just don't tolerate it. You know, you don't have to code switch. You can, you can just say that's inappropriate and I would rather that you not say that to me. Um, and the more young women that consistently have that response to their male counterparts who behave in that fashion and the more inappropriate that behavior looks from the outside, it can only happen with us reminding people that that is not an acceptable way to speak to them. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today, Trish. Um, I really enjoyed your story and I'm sure the listeners will too. Thank you, John, very much for having me. Overall, there have been some major leaps made for women in the thoroughbred industry. Women can now ride alongside men at the track, own their own consignments, and buy and raise horses. However, it is now a subtle, relentless harassment that women now face in the, in the industry. The constant comments about their bodies, the groping, the catcalling, and the outright propositioning that still happens. However, unlike passing laws that says you can keep a woman from riding, it is much harder to change the overall way that men see women. It will take raising a generation of men that don't think it is okay to speak to women like this before this would ever change. My mother used to say that as a woman, you need thick skin to survive on the backstretch of a track or in a sales barn. Hopefully that one day this won't be the case. My closing soundbite will be some inspiring words from one of the world's most renowned female jockeys, Julie Crone.
Thanks for listening. Apprentice jockey every year, maybe he'll help you this year. So he saw me and he was kind of like, uh, oh, so you want to be a jockey? And I said, uh, no, sir, Mr. Pace, I'm going to be a jockey.